Hey guys, welcome back to another Trucking Made Successful podcast where I talk about everything related to the trucking industry, the freight market, and this mess that we are all in. At the end of each week, we do a recap of what happened with freight during the week and predict or try to predict the best places to go to grab those relatively, keyword, better opportunities for flatbeds, reefers, and dry vans. So we always start with capacity. How many carriers entered and left the industry last week and what is the net change in carrier population? Well, as of last week, 1,394 new carriers got their authority. Crazy, right? And 504 carriers reinstated their authority. So the total influx of carriers was 1,898. Now, at the same time, 1,978 carriers either voluntarily or involuntarily lost their authority. So the net change in carrier population was only 80 carriers lost net, which is the second lowest weekly loss since April of 2023. I honestly, I just don't understand how people are still confident enough to enter this industry at this point. Do you? I mean, I know hope dies last, but come on, it just makes absolutely zero sense to me. All right, now let's talk about the general freight market situation. And the first thing we're going to chat about is the outbound volumes and outbound rejections. Now, volumes tell us how much freight there is in the market as a whole, while rejections tell us how much of that total volume is being rejected by contract carriers due to either a lack of capacity, a better alternative, whatnot. What is important to remember is that those rejections usually translate into volume on the spot market. And the more rejections there are, the more volume there is on the spot market, which starts driving those rates up. All right, so in terms of volumes, it looks like, generally speaking, they're staying up there and actually increased by 0.24% since last week. This is something that is good because the more volume, the more it soaks up the overcapacity that we have right now. Now, tender rejections increased by 1.2% since last week, and this is, of course, also positive news, but if we're talking about the big picture, rejections are at a mere 3.38%, which means that out of all of that volume, approximately 3.38% ends up on the spot market. It's something, but definitely not enough to see some big positive changes. Now, what about the spot versus contract rates? The reason we look at these is because as long as contract carriers are getting significantly more than spot carriers, those rejections, they won't budge by much because there is really no better alternative on the spot market. And currently, the gap between contract and spot carriers started increasing again, unfortunately. Now, contract carriers are getting on average 74 cents more per mile than those spot carriers. So why would they reject anything for a better alternative that doesn't exist, right? Now, I'm sure there'll be a question of yellow. A huge less than truckload company just went bankrupt, 30,000 people left without a job, and they hauled over 50,000 shipments a day. Why is this not influencing the general market? 
Well, because unfortunately, there is so much capacity right now that other LTL giants like Old Dominion, XPO, Forward Air, ArcBest, and FedEx Freight absorbed those shipments. So yeah, we're out of luck here. So now onto the crappiest news of the week, diesel prices. Diesel prices are not just going up, they're skyrocketing at an unprecedented rate. Now, currently they have reached an average of $4.25 per gallon, and there is not a single market in the US that experienced stability in diesel prices, let alone a decrease. So as I said last week, this is very frightening because fuel is one of those expenses you really can't cut out, right? You just won't move without the fuel. You can try to manage them with a good fuel card, but those discounts go only so far. So yeah, I am extremely concerned at that rate at which diesel prices are increasing. All right, now let's chat about specific equipment data and we will start with flatbeds. So volume for flatbeds on the spot market had a tiny little increase since last week, but they still remain way below the five-year average. Spot rates decreased also by a very, very small amount. Last week, we were at an average of around $2.40 per mile for loaded miles. Now it's around $2.39 per mile. But something that is a pleasant surprise in this case is that we are not following the five-year pattern when it comes to the flatbed spot rates. According to historical data, we should be continuing to experience a sizable decrease week after week in the rate per mile. Yet flatbeds have been holding strong for the third week in a row at around $2.40. Now, if we look at the DAT heat map, which I know you can't see, so if you want to see visuals or download the charts I'm talking about, they're all on my YouTube channel. But this map shows us the areas that have more loads than trucks, the hot markets, and those areas are in the south, of course, for flatbeds. Places like Houston, Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama. Although I do have to say that those markets are becoming weaker and weaker every single week. Also, the Pacific Northwest, Oregon, Washington, and the Flagstaff, Arizona market. I would be careful with the Western states though. These are places that are surrounded by loose markets out of which trucks will be deadheading to pick up better paying freight and making that quote unquote tight capacity looser. All right, now what about for those reefer operators? Well, first let's talk about the spot market volumes and the spot market rates. I'm happy to say that reefer spot volumes have experienced a significant jump last week. And not only are they following the five-year pattern, but they're also inching closer to that five-year average. This is actually the fifth consecutive reefer volume increase, which is awesome. Now, rates on the spot market for reefers also experienced a sharp increase last week and are currently around the... $2.40, $2.45 per mile mark. Again, following the five-year pattern and inching closer to that five-year average, which is always awesome. Now, before anyone gets too excited, I will just say that this doesn't mean that every market is good right now and that you will have choices everywhere. Let's talk about the general freight volumes and rejections, which end up influencing the spot market for reefers. 
While on the spot market volumes increased, in the general market there were mostly decreases for reefers when it comes to the amount of freight available. So how can general volumes decrease but spot volumes increase? Well, rejections of course, specifically rejections that we talked about last week because those rejected loads turn into volume on the spot market only in three to seven days. Now this week, rejections pretty much decreased across the board with the exception of slight increases in Central California, Phoenix, Arizona, Tallahassee, Florida, and big increases in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. So the question is, how will this translate into the general spot market? Well, the answer is these rejections won't translate until next week, but let's talk about what's happening as of today with the reefer spot market. Reefers currently will do relatively better in California, Pendleton, Oregon, Idaho, Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, and some of Pennsylvania because there are technically more loads posted out of those areas than there are trucks. But as I said before, we cannot forget the deadheading trucks and unfortunately, many of these areas that I talked about are surrounded by dead markets. So where do you have to go with a reefer in order to grab relatively better freight next week? Now for this, we will look at places that have higher volumes in the general market and higher rejections. And this will allow us to see which areas will have better freight options on the load board next week. Because remember, those rejections take three to seven days to translate into spot volume. So first we have Central California, 9.74% rejection, ton of volume. Idaho, 9.21 rejection, it's okay volume. We have the Pendleton, Oregon area, which again includes Grandview, Washington, Yakima, Washington, and the rejection is close to 12%. Volume is manageable, it's nothing crazy, but the rejection is there. Same thing for Spokane, Washington. The rejection is 12%, but I'll be honest with you, there is absolutely no volume there. Minneapolis, Minnesota, 17.14% rejection, and there is some volume. Memphis, Tennessee is the winner here in terms of rejection. Rates just like last week, 26.54% rejection, which is just like it was in the general market in 2021. But there is not too much volume. It is manageable, and it's close to Little Rock, Arkansas, which has a 9% rejection rate. Omaha, South Dakota, and Iowa, around 7 to 10% rejections there, but again, not a ton of volume. So honestly, with a reefer, I would stick to Central California, Idaho, Pendleton, Oregon, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Memphis, Tennessee. Where I would not recommend going because these markets are completely dead is Nevada, Utah, Arizona, Oregon, other than the Pendleton market, the plain states such as New Mexico, Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, Texas is also bad for the most part, and southern states like Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. These are all bad. Also, the northeast and southeast. Try to stay away from those. All right, finally, we have the dry van. Spot volumes have slightly increased last week. Not by much, but still, there is an increase, which is always positive news. 
And to top it off, dry vans are closely following that five-year pattern when it comes to spot volumes. As for rates, rates had a small jump upwards last week from $1.80 per mile to around, it seems like $1.90 per mile. So that's nice. It's still an unsurvivable average rate per mile considering the fact that diesel prices are up. And I believe these jumps and spot rates are there because of the increasing fuel surcharge to match the increasing diesel prices. Now, according to the five-year average, we should be around the $2.17 to $2.20 per mile mark, but it's 2023. The market is ridiculous. What can we expect? Now, unfortunately, general volumes in the whole freight market for dry vans have seen a significant decrease across the board since last week, with the exception of some areas like New Mexico, North Dakota, South Dakota, and other small markets, which they really don't have a ton of volume to begin with, so I would never recommend going there. Rejection-wise, it's 50-50. The West Coast is horrific for dry vans. Rejections either didn't change or they decreased. Northern states such as Montana, South Dakota, and Nebraska saw some increases in rejections. And then Florida and the Northeast saw increases as well, but pretty small ones. If we look at the DAT head haul heat map, tight markets for dry vans are rare. There is Southern California, some of Northern California closer to San Francisco, some of the Dallas market, Pennsylvania, and then some random places towards the East and Midwest. Now, just like last week, these markets are extremely small and surrounded by markets that have no loads at all. They're dead markets. So let's take a look and talk about where would you have to go to be in a relatively better position or a relative position of strength next week if you have a dry van. And again, what we're trying to do is we're trying to find places that have a ton of overall volume and high rejection rates. Now, there is Green Bay, Wisconsin. There is not a ton of volume, but the rejection is at 13%. There is the whole Virginia market. Now, inside that Virginia state, the market rejections go from 6 to 12%. Southern California, 4.82% rejection, but there is a lot of volume. Houston, 5.04% rejection and lots of volume. Omaha and South Dakota have elevated rejection rates from 6 to 12%, but honestly, I would not recommend going there because there is no freight there whatsoever. Where I would not go with a dry van is Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Nevada, Utah, Lubbock and Laredo, Texas, Sioux Falls and Bismarck, Michigan, Northeast, Pennsylvania, and the Southeastern regions. So while there are some markets to choose from for flatbeds, for reefers, for dry vans, something that we can't forget is unfortunately, it sometimes does not translate to the load board 
the way we want it to, right? So California, for example, good market for reefers. But the problem is from California, you're going to get a great rate per mile going to another dead market. And this is the biggest problem, except for, of course, the fact that volumes do not match with capacity and there is general overcapacity in the freight market. The problem is those good markets, quote unquote, good markets that are more or less manageable unfortunately they are few and far between and sometimes finding a lane that is going from a good market to a good market is nearly impossible so we are all forced to be in a good market then in between take several loads in a bad market lose money or break even or make a very small profit before we get to another good market so yeah guys that's all for this market update and forecast now, while rates have been slowly increasing, it seems, on the spot market for dry vans and reefers at least, it's most likely due to the increasing fuel surcharge because of the rising diesel prices, right? So the amount of money that you actually end up making net is either the same in the best case scenario or less than you used to in the worst case. Unfortunately, there's not much on the horizon currently that might have an effect on volumes other than the quote unquote peak season, which honestly, I'm not so sure about. See, if consumers have to now spend more on fuel, their buying power will decrease and they will not be able to spend as much as they used to during peak season. And to top it off with carriers still flooding into the oversaturated market, I mean, yeah, guys, it's not looking good just yet. But as I always say, hope dies last. So we will continue keeping our fingers and toes crossed for better times to come sooner rather than later. Have an awesome weekend. Stay safe and I will catch you in the next podcast.